19th, January 2019, about the apocalyptic sealing of God's people. Also, the website at sealinggodspeople.org, and we're going into the new thing that God is doing. The new thing, not Pentecost, but Tabernacles, the new season upon the body of Christ. We see that God mentions a new thing, and we know there's no new thing in under the sun, for that which is, has been, and that which will be has already been. But the thing that God will do and bowing the heavens to the earth, away in the wilderness, a final tabernacle glory, not Pentecostal, but a season of tabernacles. There's never been a generation <clears throat> that has partaken of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Feast of Weeks, Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, or Feast of Tabernacles. When they came out out of Egypt <clears throat> with a Passover lamb, then they found themselves at the Red Sea, the Reed Sea, and that was uh, the unleavened bread, passing over and into the new thing, into the wilderness. Fifty days later, they found themselves at Mount Sinai, which was their Pentecost. But no generation has take, partaken of all seven feasts, which is an example for us. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel will show Jesus and Matthew as the lion of the tribe of Judah, Mark as a perfect man, Luke as the suffering servant, the ox, and John, the flying eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, those are the four faces of Jesus. <clears throat> For God has shown forth his face, his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. What are the four faces of Jesus? And we find that in the cherubim in Genesis 3. Immediately after the fall, <clears throat> and Adam did eat, and then the Lord spoke unto the serpent, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Thou shalt bruise his head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. <clears throat> Going from the feminine to the masculine. The man-child. Now we know that he puts cherubim at the east end of the garden of God, along with a flaming sword, could keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C, cherubim. The cherubim have four faces, and it speaks of Jesus and his glory. Four different faces. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face, beholding, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. What is this glory? <clears throat> Jesus. We know that flaming sword that two-edged sword is the Word of God. He is the Word. Jesus is the Word of God. He is that Holy Ghost. He is that Spirit. He is the Father of glory. He is the Christ, which is every office of the Spirit of God. So it is in the revelation of Jesus. But there's a new thing that God will do. And as we take a look at the new thing, 
Very few, only a remnant, will understand what the new thing is. And we must be prepared, walking in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, blood flow, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, and the life is in him, and the life is the light, the light of man, that light of God. Now he said, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. But now you are the light of the world, a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. In Isaiah 43, we're going to see about a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19. God said, verse 18, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Now, why would he say that? When we're supposed to return to the old paths, where it is a good way and walk therein. Speaks of the old wine, the old store. But this is, a new thing that God will do. Now, thing are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is that faith, which is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we're to be earnestly contending for. As we enter into this new season, that the Lord has already paid for on the cross. What is this new thing? So don't remember the former things, the former things of old, because God said, I'll do a new thing. Look at Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, in the wilderness. Now we're back to Malachi 3. I send my messenger before my face, and he will make a way. We find in Malachi 3, reading verse 1, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. He's making a way in the wilderness. It's the washing of the water of the word. It is a new thing. We find in, uh, in Jeremiah that he speaks of Jeremiah. 31, verse 22. How long will thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? The church not walking in the light, as he's in the light, is backslidden. Not walking in present truth, that man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then he says, For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. What is it? A woman shall compass or encircle a man. How can that be? We find in Revelation 12, I saw a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, the moon and under her feet, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. She cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. Of what? A man-child. 
the woman is compassing a man. Not 2,000 years ago with the birth of Jesus, God manifest in the flesh. Now the Virgin Mary. But the new thing that God will do as he spoke in the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is that spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Then he goes on and Paul says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost changing us into the perfect image of Jesus, for whom he did foreknow, them he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he did predestinate, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The new thing is a higher glory. The new thing is not remembering the former things of old. The old wine, wherein is old wineskins. God is preparing new wineskins for the new wine. And he says, Awake ye drunkards and howl, the priest between the porch and the altar, for the new wine is cut off from you. What is the new wine? It's the new thing. What is the new thing? The new thing that a woman accompanies a man. A new thing in a higher glory. But the excellency of the power will be in the body of Christ as the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. We find that in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, there is the 420 seats in heaven. And we're made, made to sit together in heavenly places, S-I-T, a literally stationed place of glory. What he wrought to usward when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. We're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And there are also four and twenty elders upon those four and twenty seats before the throne of God. But we also see four beasts, four zoe, four living creatures. They have the face of a lion, man, calf, and eagle. It's a man child. We see that that is the new thing that a woman will compass a man. It'll be a radical change from church as usual. So radical a change that the ones in the old wine in the old store, remembering the former things, will say it is not God. It is not he. They will deny it. Thinking that they prefer the old store better, the old former things, and deny the new thing that God will do. And he's preparing right now for the work of the ministry, for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It's a new thing. It is a white stone 
given to us, wherein a new name is written inside that only he knows that receives it. There's no new name except the name of Jesus in this world and in that which is to come. But it's a high revelation of the name. It's the work of the ministry. It's all paid for on the cross of Golgotha, Calvary by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who will hear for the things of the time to come? Oh, that they were wise, that they would understand and consider their latter end. As the living creatures, the lion, man, calf, and eagle, we find are the cherubim of glory. They are made of olive, the olive trees. A carved work, an engraved work, a work of an engraver, the work of a signet. There's your sign, which is a seal. We see that in Exodus 28. We see that in the priesthood, that there are three various sealings. Number one, according to birth, the engraver, the engraving of an engraver, and the engraver of a signet, a sign, a loftah, according to the birth. But that's not the end of it. That's not the totality of it. Then we find a higher ceiling, that of the work, the work of the ministry, the work of the tribes, according to their order, every man after his own order, our battle station. And we find there's four rows, three in each row, and it is also an engraving of an engraver as the engraving of a signet, sign, a loftov again. The sign is a seal. Set to your testimony and to your seal that God is true. And that is according to the work. Obedience and obeying. Obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. Romans 6. Then there is one final sealing. And that is in the forehead. A blue lace and on the mitre, holiness unto the Lord. And that is an engraving of an engraver, as in the engraving of a signet. There's the last seal sign, a law of Tav. There we have obeyed God, not only as newborn babes, as that they desire, then sincere muckle word they may grow thereby, but are unskillful in the word of righteousness, but have grown to little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. But there's still more to come, a higher level of glory. I write unto you, little men, young men. <laughs> I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. The word of God is strong. Those are the ones doing the will of God. Not a hearer of the word, but a doer which is essential because we see in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, not all that say, Lord, the Lord, will be able to enter in. Only those that do the will of God. We must find the will of God for our life and do it in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then many will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils 
in your name. And he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God. For you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You see, it's God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure, not of ours, but his. So he that cometh to Jesus must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, and come and follow me. What's the cross? That you will crucify your flesh with the affections and the lust, not doing your own will, but doing the will of God. Very important. Those are young men. But there's one more step yet, and that is of fathers. The fathers, I write to you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. You have eyes before and behind. You know the word of God and the work of the ministry. I no more call you servants, but I call you friends. For a servant knows not what his Lord doeth. This is the messenger I send before my face. He shall prepare the way before me. It's a new thing. Waters in the wilderness. A way in a highway of holiness. No fool shall err therein. You won't make a mistake and just accidentally trip into this great truth. It would be those that diligently seek the Lord their God. And in the day you seek with him, for him, with all your heart, all your mind, will, and emotions, imagination, and intellect, and all your heart and your affections upon him is the day you'll find him. And Paul put it this way, take heed lest a singular promise, a single promise, singular, slip any of you, you should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Oh my goodness. You mean there's a higher glory? Yes, there's an eternal sabbatical. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. The work of the ministry is what everyone is called for in the body of Christ. It is for the whole remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. It is the new thing. Right now, the bride, the body of Christ, soon to call to the marriage supper of the Lamb after the work, after God has finished his work in the church unto holiness, that we will be literally called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those that are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But before then, there's obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. And that obedience is required to overcome. That messenger before the Lord's face, that face is his glory. That face is what we behold as an open face, beholding as in a glass this word of God, the glory of the Lord, not our glory, his glory, are changed into the same image. For we've told that you're just once saved, always saved. That Jesus is coming back to a church, though there be uh, backbitings, envy, strife, hate, malice. And are you still not yet carnal, Paul said? And think that we're going to make heaven. But Jesus is coming back to a church. 
without spot, without blemish. A bride that hath made herself ready unto the perfect image of Jesus Christ, who where Jesus will present to himself a glorious church without spot or blemish. A perfect image of himself. Nothing less will make it. Paul said that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. We want you to tune into the podcast because we're going to go in to the work of the ministry, a very strange work, bringing to pass his act, his strange act. So much, so radical a change that it has surprised the hypocrite. You know, the church goer, you know the ones I'm talking about, the talebearers, the ones that are there and they sow discord in the body, are the ones that are there, they gather for corn and wine, none considering the work of the ministry, thinking they're safe, sanctified, and on their way to heaven. No one is as deceived as my servant that is perfect. The one that says, we're perfect, God says, you're deceived. Why? Because there's more to come. There's a higher glory, and we're called for that. Why is this such a radical change? Because it is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. Not all 12 disciples, only a remnant. There will only be a remnant of the church that will see this great truth that God is doing now. Not going to do, is doing. He's preparing it not the work of the ministry, his body for the work of the ministry right now for those that have an ear to hear. And uh, that voice of one crying in the wilderness is, Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Why? Because in Matthew 17, in that mountain apart, Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John, and he is transfigured before them. And they see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Just as we see in Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. Before, not after, not during, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. The great and terrible day of the Lord, the day of the Lord God Almighty. Yes, that day is a destruction upon all the people. That day of God, that last great day, when the Lord himself will literally come and judge the earth. And uh, that valley of uh, Jehoshaphat, Jezreel, Armageddon. But before then, there's a great work, the work of the ministry, of which you, as well as the body of Christ, every individual member, are called for. And he has given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for this work of the ministry that is happening now for those that have an ear to hear, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to build it up. Till we all come into the unity of the faith, speaking one thing, not a denominal doctrine of dogmas and uh, catechisms, but the knowledge of the Son of God, that knowledge of the Son of God is not gnosko. It's epigonosko. Epi, much higher knowledge. 
not knowing him after the spirit, not after the flesh now, but knowing him in the perfect image. What? Ephesians 4.12 says, the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's a messenger that is going to send before his face. And God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ that we, the body of Christ, will have this treasure in these earthen vessels. Why? That the excellency of the power might be in us, the body of Christ. We all must have an open face, beholding as in a glass that glory of the Lord in order to be changed into that same image unto perfection because Jesus is coming back for a perfect church without spot, without blemish, that we all may be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. There it is, the knowledge of the Son of God and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, fully mature, the man-child literally coming to full-grown man, growing up into him in all things, the things of faith. And God said in this last days, I will do a new thing. That new thing, we're going to see that we're going to real read there in Psalm 126, and it is, was, and is to come, but it is the great thing that God will do. When the Lord again turns again the captivity of Zion, he said, we were like them that dream. We see that it's in the past tense, but it's also in the future. It's a great thing. The great thing that God will do. And this is in the song of the ascents from uh, uh, Psalm 120 on. And it says, uh, in that return, in the original Hebrew, it will go, in the return of the Lord's restoration of Zion, we were like dreamers. Then he will fill our mouths with laughter and our tongues uh, with jubilation. The year of jubilee. Then they will say in the nations, the Lord is to do the great thing with them, with the body of Christ. The Lord is to do the great thing with us, with the body of Christ. Notice the Lord said, I will do a new thing. The new thing is the final thing. It is the dominant thing. It is the final perfecting, uh, perfecting of the body of Christ. It's the last great thing, the wonderful thing that God will do. When the Antichrist will be strong there and has done great things. Then it says in Joel, the second chapter, the Lord will do great things. And the body of Christ will do exploits, exploitations, things that's never been done before. Not even in the book of Acts. We'll see it's the last great reign of his strength. He says, we were rejoicers. Verse 4, restore, Lord, our return like streams in the Negev in the south. Verse 5, the sores in tears, in jubilation, they shall reap. The wanderer, he shall walk and weep, carrying the pouch of seed. He will come again in jubilation, carrying his sheaves. Coming still in the future tense, the Lord will do this last great thing, the new thing. 
the Lord will do this great thing. It is at the door. The body of Christ coming together into one as he builds and restores uh, not a revival, not as it has been in reviving us again and again. After the second day, he will revive us. But we're in the third day. In the third day, he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. We're talking about the new thing, the last great thing that God will do. And he's doing it through you and through the body of Christ as one man. Jesus the head and we, the members in the body of Christ, the body, the church, the work of the ministry. This is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy that we would understand the words of the book of this prophecy. The last great work of God, the work of the ministry, proclaiming Jesus in a time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days of the Jesus ministry. Don't miss out. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on the messenger. You can reach us on Facebook. You can reach us at the website at dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. We'd love to hear from you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.